Hello, everybody. Welcome to When Passion Meets Profit. I'm Patricia Noldrain, and I am your host for this episode. And here's the episode's title, You Can Heal Yourself. And you're going to meet Dr. Kristen Wild on this call, and you're going to love her. She's very good at what she does. But before I introduce Kristen, I just wanted to share with you uh, an insight that Lydia gave us. Now, I wrote a book called What Should I Be When I Grow Up? now that I'm 40, 50, 60. And it's because all these people that were aging were coming into my office asking me the same thing. But I discovered through people like Lydia that people needed more than just a book. So I created a course called Your Gift is Your Niche because everybody was coming in asking me, hey, Patricia, what's my gift? Hey, what's my niche? You know, it was just constant. And so that's why I created it. Now, Lydia, here's what she said. She said, I read your book, Patricia, and I really enjoyed hearing the stories of success, but I really needed more. I guess I did. And then she said, guess what? Your gift is your niche was exactly what I needed. I felt like I was opening up to me for the very first time in my life. I found what I wanted to do and how to do it. I will probably be your ambassador forever. Now, you know, I, I really like that she wrote this. It's really wonderful. But it's not probably for everybody. If you already are on a path and you know what you're doing and you know how to make a great income from it, you're fine. Just stay doing what you're doing. But for those of you that this resonated with, go to your gift is your niche, N-I-C-H-E dot com, and just read what it's about. See if you're a good fit for that. And the thing that Lydia also said, she said, I love it because I could do it at my own pace. That's what I like too. I don't like being pushed into things. So let's get started with our episode with Dr. Kristen. Well, I love giving the people the right to tell their story rather than me read some kind of a bio for them. So I'm going to start with that. And I'd really like to hear your story, Kristen. Tell us about how you got from where you were to where you are today. Oh, my goodness. Well, it's quite the story, as so many of us have. And it's been a whirlwind adventure full of ups and downs, you know, life, that bumpy bus. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> and so I had no idea I was going to become this person. So it's just so wonderful to be having this conversation with you because it's such an interesting topic of coming into our passion. And I myself had no idea what my passion was or what I was really made for until mm -hmm. I was in my, started to get an idea in my late thirties. And I was like so many others where I was just going through life, trying all these different things, reinventing myself every couple years. I was a real estate agent. I loved investing in real estate. Before that, I'd been an industrial electrician and a server in a restaurant, you know, just all over the place and jumped from thing to thing, ended up working for Mercedes-Benz as their financial services manager. You know, it was just in it all. And mm -hmm. then life started moving along, decided to start a family. And so um, was pregnant with my first daughter and went through a C-section experience and, and then just loved her so much, decided 
let's have another one. And so uh, 16 months later, there was number two. And it was just such an exciting experience. And so, but that, what happened was, is I had always really depended on my body. When I was younger, I was an athlete. I was a downhill ski racer. I was on the junior national team and had just always counted on my body. And what happened was I ended up with mastitis, which is, um, is a clogged milk duct. And it, it turned into blood poisoning. And so I was hospitalized there and they didn't really know what to do with me because I had this little baby, but I couldn't be in the maternity ward. I couldn't be in the general ward. And so they just said, you know what we're going to do? Give you a super dose of antibiotics and then we can send you on your way tomorrow. And so went ahead and did that. And about three weeks later, I woke up and felt like both of my wrists were broken. And that's the only way I can really describe it. I couldn't, I could barely turn handles. I was just, and it was, I was just confused and also had this five week old baby, another, another child that was essentially a baby. I never took a maternity leave. And so I just kept going. And so we, weeks went by where it felt like my bones were taking turns being broken. And it was like my wrists and it was my elbows and it was my knees and it was my ankles. And I was like, okay, something's up here. And I'm not someone that typically goes to a medical doctor. And I myself, I'm not a medical doctor. I was going pre-med and then decided to take a totally different direction in life and got a PhD in metaphysics. (laughs) So, (laughs) so, you know, it's uh, one of those things. (laughs) And uh, so I didn't really know what was going on in my body. And right away, the doctor was said, you know, I think you have rheumatoid arthritis. She just like dialed it in right away. And it, it was just, I'd been so hard on myself for so many years, it caught up. Mm-hmm. And once that Pandora is out of the box, if anyone's living with chronic illness, autoimmune conditions, chronic mental health issues, you know, once Pandora is out of the box, it's real hard to put her back in. And so it's essentially from there was a, a decade long journey where I was still this ambitious person and just felt like I had something to give the world. And was trying all these different things and out there. And at the same time, my health and life was slipping away bit by bit by bit. And I was doing anything and everything I could to try and heal myself. I tried going through the medical system route. I tried the medications. I tried acupuncture, chiropractors, naturopaths, nutritionalists, all the Mm -hmm. tinctures, potions, supplements, anything I could possibly get my hands on. If someone said oh, I heard this is a good thing. I would just be in there doing it. So I ended up spending about just over $200,000 of my own money through these years trying to figure it out. And I just kept getting sicker and sicker and sicker. And (laughs) clearly that's not where the story ends. And so 10 years in, I was very deteriorated and I tried to keep hope alive for years and years. And It was this rock bottom moment, which so many of us hit that breakdown moment where I was walking through an airport and the security line was really long. And at the time I had sciatica all the way down the back of my leg. I was told I needed my knee replaced, my hip replaced, my elbow replaced, and my, one of my shoulders replaced. My organs were starting to shut down. I was getting hospitalized for infection after infection and 
I, by the time I hit security, walking through this airport, there's just tears streaming down my face. And the woman uh, in security was like, what's going on here? And my then husband kind of told her that I was living with his illness. And she's looked at me and said, ma'am, I'm going to have to insist we get you a wheelchair. And to me, that was the knife in the heart because I just refused. I just refused to give up. In that moment, I had no choice. I had to. Mm-hmm. I had to surrender. It was over. That, you know, there was, I was done. There was nothing left in me. And I sat in that wheelchair looking at my daughters. They're looking at me so worried. And I just began to silently pray. And I, it went something like this. I don't remember exactly, but it was like source, God, universe, whatever you want me to call you, please. If I'm meant to overcome this, send me answers. And if I'm not, please just take me. I can't, I can't do this anymore. And in that moment, I felt energy rise up through my body. And I knew that was the beginning of the end. I knew that that was, this was my last day living like this. And it was. And from there, it was one thing after another. And today, uh, over five years later, I now teach and have taught hundreds of women how to overcome autoimmune conditions. Oh, wow. Do you see why I have, I don't say anything about the guest. I let them tell their own story. You think I could have done that well on that? It brought tears to my eyes. And uh, I, did you say, Kristen, that you were, you had to live like that for 10 years? Yeah, it was 10 years. Oh, it's, gosh. it is like living in a human torture chamber 24 seven. There is no oh. escape. And yet, oh my gosh, the level of compassion and empathy I now possess I wouldn't trade it for anything. And that's weird to say because it was truly horrific. It was a living nightmare. Hmm. Well, I guess it's, it's hard. Now, what you said is this, you said, so what I did because I hit rock bottom, I surrendered. And of course Mm -hmm. you hear that all the time and Mm -hmm. it is hard to surrender, isn't it? It's really hard Mm -hmm. to get to that place where you truly say, I don't know anything. So God, universe, whatever you want to call it, please help me. Just send me a message. So what was the message and how, what did you do? Yes. So it's, it's like a channel opened up within me. I finally let go because I was always that person. It's like, I took responsibility for everything and did everything and took care Mm. of everyone, you know, and really didn't realize that I even existed as a person. I, you know, I lived for the benefit of others and it was awakening into that. Like, oh, I'm a person. I matter. And so that really started to dawn on me. And it's one of those things at the time, I couldn't have even possibly articulated to you what was going on. It's now in hindsight that I can kind of explain it. But that next day, I just had this thought popped into my head to Google a nutritionist that had cured themselves of an autoimmune condition. And so I did. And that was the first piece of the puzzle is nutrition. I mean, it is not even close to being the end all be all when it comes to fully healing ourselves. Yet, oh my gosh, it was that piece I needed. I found a woman who's a registered nutritionist who had cured herself of MS. And Uh, by the end of that day, I had written her a $10,000 check for her to teach me her proprietary process. And off we went. Oh, that's wonderful. You know, there is somebody out there for all of us. I mean, you don't have to suffer alone, but we think we do. And with you telling me you're an athlete, 
For some reason, I hear athletes saying that a lot. I talked with somebody just yesterday and she said, I was an athlete, so I really was hard on my body. Just exactly mm -hmm. what you were saying. Mm -hmm. And she said, I was going to be in the Olympics. I mean, just no doubt about it. And she said, mm -hmm. I wasn't. And, and mm -hmm. she said it crushed her for years. Because I do think athletes have this uh, really big expectation of themselves, don't you? Mm -hmm. You're it's you're always in competition with yourself. Yeah, and yeah. so it is that, and and it is it's the these high achiever types are often the ones who yes. get ill, and they're usually kind hearted. They mm -hmm. are go getters. They're intelligent and capable, and it's that's typically the personality type that gets the sickest because they just have that drive that they mm -hmm. aren't listening when those warning signs are showing up like, Hey, slow down. Hey, you mm -hmm. matter. Hey, yeah. it's okay to relax. Wow. I, I just, I love this conversation. So I'm thinking mm -hmm. about several listeners that are listening right now that I personally know, and they have been given a diagnosis now of whether it's autoimmune or whatever it's been. Mm -hmm. But what advice would you say to someone listening who really they're scared to death now? because they got yeah. this diagnosis. Yeah. So first of all, hope is the most important piece to see and hear someone who is a living testament that's walked the path ahead of you. So that's essentially, this is what I am here for. And that is my ultimate purpose is to tell you that you can overcome this. You're more powerful than you could possibly imagine. And that it is 100% possible to live, to not only turn this around, but to live the life that you, that is beyond your wildest imagination. Hmm, that's just wonderful. You know, I saw on your website, it said, I now help others discover their own inner healer. Mm -hmm. and, and how do you do that? Is that a process again? I don't want to take your process away from you, oh, but yeah. is that what it is? Yes. And you couldn't, that's, this is the thing. I would love to be able to say, do this, this, and this, and you'll be great. It is a process. And, okay. and the journey is really unique to each person because we all have, we have unique backgrounds, experiences of the world, unique genetics, unique cultural, you know, it, there's so many different factors when it comes to the person. You know, the, a lot of the tools are the same, but how a person uses them is going to be different. And so it is, it's a step-by-step -step process. There's going to be pieces of the puzzle that someone has been mastering. They've been working away at that, but it's like, oh, but over here, they haven't even looked at that. They didn't even know that that was something that they had to consider when it comes to healing. So that's why it's it's like a choose your own adventure. And it's that handholding, that support is so important because sometimes you just can't see the forest through the trees, you know, that's it's, right. and you don't know what you don't know. And so... It is. It's step by step. It really is. Ultimately, what it comes down to is clearing the channel, clearing the vessel. So I look at the mind and the body as being one of the same. The mind chatters a lot, so it gets a lot of attention as being this separate entity from us, but it's not. <laughs> it's just doing its job. And so the thing is, is what happens with people is 
our society is highly traumatized and overstimulated. There's so much stimulation going on, positive or negative, and we have we are ready to evolve into that, but this is new for us. And so what happens is is we have still have this animal brain going on, this primitive mm-hmm. brain that is in its constantly on alert. And with all this stimulus, we end up in this fight or flight state. The majority of us are in this, regardless of whether you have a physical illness or not. So the majority of people are living with low-grade anxiety at all times. I believe it. Hey, you know, when you mentioned animal brain, is that kind of the same, Kristen, as, uh, you know, the little voice in your head or chatterbox? Or is that the same thing? Yeah. So I'm I'm sure you've noticed sometimes it feels like there's two of you in there and they're Mm -hmm. having an argument. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So this is the biggest thing is really understanding that we have control over our minds and we have the ability to change its physiology. And so what's interesting about it, there's this great analogy to kick this topic off um, by Dr. David Hawkins. Back in the day, he had one of the top psychiatry practices in the US and then he walked away from his entire life moved to Sedona, Arizona, and ended up becoming one of the world's most profound spiritual teachers. And he is so good at explaining this from the logical point of view. So he talks about the brain like this. So we used to have the horse and buggy, and it was great. It did the it did the job. Everyone got along on their horse and buggies, no problem. And then what happened is the car came along. Well, the car replaced the horse and buggy. Uh, They didn't take the car and strap it to the horse and buggy and it's like, this is great. Although that's essentially what our brain is like. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So we have this more primitive brain and it serves to a point. It serves in a moment of when you're in a true life or death situation. It takes over and it kicks in all of these systems, which does help us survive and make really quick decisions. Mm -hmm. And so it is beneficial, but it's supposed to be a servant, not a master. And so what happens when we have all the stimulation going on is that part of the brain literally becomes enlarged. And the more it gets used, the more automatic thinking comes from that area of the brain. And it's natural. It's innocent. And with all the stimulation, that part of the brain is constantly being triggered, which then in turn triggers our adrenal systems and then our nervous systems going. And then I'm sure you can tell that's a slippery slope. So what we want to do is interject that consciously and move our thinking into the prefrontal cortex. We And literally more blood flow will start going to that area of the brain. So our prefrontal cortex is like the Lamborghini of our brain. It's, it's like, it is primed and ready. And it really is, it's called our ethereal brain because it's what makes us aware that we're aware. And it is a very special part about being human. And that's the, that's the part of the brain when we operate from there, we enjoy life. Even if we're having tough times, we learn how to cultivate joy and it really helps us to move through life in a way that feels good, but none of us are used to it. (laughs) And so now we want to restructure. We want, and when we keep pulling ourselves into our prefrontal cortex, that part of the brain becomes strengthened. The animal part, 
part of the brain goes into its regular size and starts operating the way it's meant to. I love how you really described that so well, Kristen, and, mm. you know, especially the primitive, how, you know, just that fact about the horse and buggy, just, just mm -hmm. as such a good analogy, I think, don't you? Mm -hmm. I mean, you, yes, did, I you definitely made me think about that. And I, mm. I love that. I've never heard that explanation before, but it's the truth. Yes, that's Dr. David Hawkins. He is brilliant. Uh, if anyone mm -hmm. is interested in understanding spirituality from a logical point of view, because he was a physician, it's amazing. So he can explain how our, you know, consciousness intersects with our humanity. Is David Hawkins still alive? He passed away. I think it was 2013. Oh, okay. Because I, mm -hmm. I, I've heard the name before, but I didn't mm -hmm. think he was around. You know, I know people that are listening to this right now are just waiting for me to ask you this question. How can I get in touch with her? I need to talk to her. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I know that. Yes. Yes. So I work with people in different ways. So it really depends. Uh, my passion is helping women overcome autoimmune conditions. It's just such a wonderful experience. So you can find us on Instagram at Modern Health Solution. And I frequent on there and chat with people directly. And so you can pop on there. You can go to our website, www.modernhealthsolution. No S. I made the mistake of naming a company oh, something that yeah, can put an yeah. S on it, but too late now. Uh, and so dot .com, modernhealthsolution.com. And if you're interested in connecting with me and um, doing more of that one-on-one -on -one work than drkristenwild.com. Oh, that's great. You know, I'm so glad you said that about one-on-one -on -one because people have truly given up on that. And it's such an important mm -hmm. piece to the puzzle, mm -hmm. I think, because mm -hmm. some of us need more help than other people. You, you don't want right. to be in a group. You don't want to talk about your disease in a group. And so it's so nice that you're still doing that. Uh, because I can tell you, people were getting paid a lot of money for that, and they just gave it away because they said, sorry, I have to build my business. And so there's nobody out yeah. there doing it. So thank you for that. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's the thing. That's why we uh, only enroll so many people at a time in our program because of that, because I never want to lose that mm -hmm. connection with people. That's what makes this so special. <laughs> Yeah, you you really are special, Dr. Kristen Wild, mm. and I just really enjoyed this conversation. And I know the people that are listening that it really resonates with are going mm. to be in touch with you. There are people out there that know somebody also that mm -hmm. I have to tell Julie about this because she mm -hmm. she really needs Dr. Kristen to just talk to her. And yes. and I like that you also have your business at all levels, so that mm. I if I can't afford you one on one, you I, you can still help me. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Healing is for everyone. Yeah. That's just wonderful. Kristen, thank you for sharing your wonderful story with us today. It really was a story. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I do want to end, however, with uh, Kristen said to me the other day uh, that she went all the way back to when she was 11. And she said, I don't know why I'm saying this. Well, the reason she went back to 11 is because this is what I want to say to everybody. If you really want to find your passion, all you have to do is go back to when you're a little girl, little boy, and mm -hmm. see what you were doing that gave you joy and pleasure. So Kristen, mm -hmm. tell them what you were doing at 11. 
At 11, I volunteered at several homes for the elderly and disabled, and I would help feed them and bring them water mm -hmm. and sit and chat with them and provide them companionship and play games. And I loved it. I, mm -hmm. and I orchestrated that myself. I, no one told me I had to do it. And it's so funny because you're so right. That mm -hmm. hindsight. Yep. Right. <laughs> like, of yep. course. I know people <laughs> just go around searching all the time. And, and I just say, well, tell me what you were doing when you were five. And they're like, what? I was climbing a tree. But then as they start thinking and really unfolding the whole thing, you really do realize that you had that love and that compassion all the way back to 11. And, mm -hmm. you know, I bet I bet you didn't even know time was passing by when you were mm -hmm. with them. Right. No, there you go. it was wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> That's so what funny. it is. Yes. Yes. So you gave me an aha moment through all of this, yeah. Patricia. So thank you so much. You unlocked another layer within <laughs> me. <laughs> You're very welcome. I want to thank you again, Dr. Kristen Wild. And I want to thank all of you for listening. It's Patricia Noldrain. And until we meet again. <laughs>